Non-rock a boatus must stop. I don't want to rock the boat. I want to sink it. Are you going to bark all day, little doggy? Or are you gonna bite? Delusional. Delusional is okay in your worldview. I'm an animal. You don't chastise chickens for being delusional. You don't chastise pigs for being delusional. So you calling me delusional using your worldview is perfectly okay. It doesn't really hurt. <laughs> she hung up on me. Yeah! Yeah! What? What? Desperate times call for faithful men and not for careful men. The careful men come later and write the biographies of the faithful men, lauding them for their courage. Go into all the world and make disciples. Not go into the world and make buddies. Not to make brosives. Right. Don't go into the world and make homies. Right. Disciples. Well, I, yeah. got, I got a bit of a jiggle neck. <laughs> <laughs> That's a joke, Pastor. When we have the real message of truth, we cannot let somebody say they're speaking truth when yeah. they're not. cannot promise orthodoxy what on this episode <laughs> of uh -oh. apologia radio wow not because i don't want to be faithful but because i am exhausted it is the midnight episode of apologia radio first time ever we've actually recorded an episode around midnight so welcome we might be a little punchy. We've been going all day, and there's a massive heat wave in Arizona right now. And so things, it's getting hot in here. You know what I'm saying? It's getting, no, we're not going to do that on this show. Um, right? So hello, everybody. Hello. Welcome back to another episode of Apologia Radio. We are so absolutely thrilled to have you all. Luke is not even here. What's up, Luke? He are you okay? angry face. You look like you're sleeping, dude. So we've just had a very long day of ministry, counseling, uh, amazing things God is doing. We just finished an episode of Apologia TV with our boy John Samson. We call him Samson, Samson Claus. Samson Claus is coming to town. Samson Claus is coming to town. Hey! <laughs> How can they watch an episode of that television show? Because it was can, really good. It was really good. And they can go to ApologiaRadio.com to do it. And there's a really cool thing we're doing Right now with Apologia Radio, you don't just get the regular episode that is always going to come, faithfully, Lord willing, unless something happens, I get hit by lightning bolt or something like that, or Luke does, or Joy. Don't we all have to get hit <laughs> by lightning bolts? <laughs> I'm having a hard time getting, what, what, what actually, who am I, where are we? Okay, ApologiaRadio.com, you get the regular podcast that goes up, as usual, but now you get additional content, an hour and a half of Apologia TV. You get to see this beautiful studio. You get to see guys like James White talk for an hour and a half about the Dr. Drew show. You get to see guys like John Samson talk about his coming out of the Word of Faith movement. And we discovered today... He was really in the Word of Faith movement. In it. He, oh. in it. We're talking about TBN level. Like, he had his own show situation. Yeah. He you had got, dinner with the top dogs. Duplantis. You, you got exclusive. When I say exclusive, I mean only on Apologia. Confessions. Right? These right? are my confessions <laughs> by John Sampson. <laughs> so, hey, we're back. And uh, I didn't even finish that. See, this is not, this, none of this is going to make any sense. We apologize ahead of time for this episode. So, you get the hour and a half long television show, you get the podcast, and you get on the couch with whatever theologian we're talking to, which is a very intimate, I said, very, it's a, it's a very <laughs> intimate setting. We talk about Budka. <laughs> you like watch? I have watch. You I'm like watch? It's usually That's for so, all our Russian fans. Wow. <laughs> no, they have the uh, those two waiters from Lady in the Tramp, and they'll like sing like, yeah. while you're talking. Hey, this Jerry's here. The night. And Jerry's in the studio. Hey, hey I'm back. <laughs> How's it going, Jerry? <laughs> I'm doing good. Doing good. First so, time here in the studio. Joy. Talking. Luke, me, Jerry, Marcus Pittman. I'm here. Um, oh, I have a, I'm a, not a, behind new, a, camera. a new fan name for him when you're done. Well, I have to finish this. This is taking 10 minutes about? to get this out. <laughs> Apologia TV, hour and a half long television show, Apologia Radio podcast every week, and on the couch with whatever theolo theologian we're talking to, 
And you also get to be a part of Apologia Academy, where we have every month a solid scholar, theologian, pastor, teaching through seminary-level type stuff. <laughs> uh, how, much, how much does something like that cost? Well, it's a donation. Oh. seven ninety-five. So it's free. It doesn't cost anything. Donation. It's, it's, a, it's a minimum donation. It's a seven ninety-five donation. Okay. It, or you can give more towards the work of Apology at Church as we bring the gospel around the world. Seven ninety-five. You get access to all that content. And it's amazing. I mean, that's like a cup. That's like a like a Trenta Trenta that's, coffee. Yeah, it's one and a half Starbucks. That's I mean, you know, the big bucket, the jug. Yeah, for sixty four hours. Freaks at Starbucks. It's like a big bucket of coffee. It's a bucket that's, of apologia. That's like one burger from Five Guys. So just turn down the bucket of caffeine for the ministry of Apologia Church. So hey, that's how you do it. Go to apologiaradio.com. Do it. And guess what? Right now, it's only five bucks that's for the right. first thirty days. Five bucks. That's it. You're actually helping our ministry bring the gospel around the world, and you're getting all this amazing, delicious content. Let your friends know. Let everybody know. And we have something very cool that we just started. We just set it up. You can call us now. That's right. That's right. And in your face, Joy. In your face. Do you notice all of our listeners are always like, Glory! Glory! Guess what else? I don't listen to Guess them. what else? Our, they listen to me. <laughs> guess Our call-in line, the people call to leave us messages, uh-huh. It's about the apostle. You it's know what? I'm... glory. So I'm going to tell you the number, and then you can go ahead and talk. It's 909-65-GLORY. Okay. 909-65-GLORY. 909-65-GLORY. Joy? Did I catch a niner in there? Um, All I can say is that you guys totally missed an opportunity because your mom is seven letters long, oh. and it should have been your mom. Marcus. 909, your mom. No. No. I, I did not do wow. that because I, I just, I don't know. It didn't occur to me. Well, there has to be like somewhat a level of respect that we need to. Are you serious? Try the whole get. reason you picked Glory was to purposely uh-huh. throw it in my face. Oh, no, because it's <laughs> amazing. You can't bring up respect at this point. It's an amazing thing. So, what? wait, wait, wait. Glory was not something that Jeff's, it's not like Jeff's catch, catchphrase? No, that's from no, the Apostle. No, it's dude. from the Apostle. Oh, it is you, from the Apostle. The only well, reason they not do a it listener. is to spite me. I thought you watched <laughs> well, the Apostle. I watched it, but I mean, it's, it's, it's okay. just not it's memorable. Okay movie. You know what, Ginger Beard Man? Just. Everybody and said it, nobody it, moves that there book. There it is. I shared nobody it. Nobody even caught it. Say it one more time. Nobody, nobody moves that book. And a third time. Nobody, nobody moves that, that book. And a fourth time. Nobody, nobody moves that, that book. One more time. Nobody moves that book. Nobody. Okay. Wow. Nope. No one moves it. So, hey, let's do it. Uh, did you have something to say, Jerry, before I oh, go get no, the floor line? Initially, I thought you were, when I first heard you saying glory, I thought it was your thing. I think it was some video of you on Facebook with your image in some cornfield. You're giving corn her a hard people. time. Corn like, people. There's corn people. people. Right. I, I did that but to then, her uh, while we were camping this weekend, and she's still <laughs> freaked out. Glory. Like you saw, I forget, I don't know if you saw like a scarecrow or something, and you just saw it, and you're like, oh, oh, glory. Glory. And I just thought you were trying to impersonate like some old minister. Actually, you were. But I was. Well, I thought it was like kind of your thing. Robert Duvall. Well, yeah. It was yeah. just like some random person. No, that's then, Robert Duvall. Well, I found out later. Yeah. Because I remember it was a man camp where someone actually brought up the apostle. We all got to watch it. We watched it. it, yeah. Yeah. And it was, and after that, the whole glory thing just took off. So that's, we love the apostle. We think it's, you know, we don't agree with the theology of we. the apostle. We love it. Not we. Joy we as is, an apology radio. Joy needs to work on her. We as a not Joy. I'm pretty sure it. you said that if that the show couldn't happen if I was struck by lightning. Mm-hmm. So you can't make statements like my opinion doesn't matter. Oh, well, about this it doesn't. Whatever, whatever, Ms. Joy. <laughs> Ms. M I Z Z. You have to get the Apology of TV episode yep. to figure out what that one's about. You have to you. watch all of our content to yes. get any of our content. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's go to the glory line. Before I do that, did you hear the nickname I, I shared from? I don't think anybody caught it. No, 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 no. Oh, King Gingerbeard? No, the Gingerbeard Man. Okay. Oh, for the Gingerbeard Man. One of our fans shared that. I thought that was That's very decent. good. Good job. Good very job. Good. I think King Ginger's going to stick. It's great. Though. I just, he has two now. It's great. It's great. It's great. It's great. <laughs> okay. It's great. Back to Glory Line. Hopefully it'll work this time. This is Glory Line. having problems before. Right here, it's Glory Line. People called in. As soon as we put it up, they put it called on. Great stuff. Yeah, we've been getting a lot of stuff. So <laughs> it's, great. <laughs> it's great. It's great. It's great. Howdy, y'all. This is Johnny Simmons calling from Houston. Just wanted to encourage you with uh, what a blessing you've been to me since I found you on them internet. Glory. 
Hey Jeff, my name is David. I'm from Colorado. I just I have a lot of Mormon friends, and just seeing your videos have really inspired me. Um, just to share the gospel with them, and it's really awesome to see what you do. Hey guys, this is Paul from Chicago. Love your show. Keep Chicago. doing what you're doing. I listen every time a new episode is up. You guys are awesome. Hi, my name is Sienna from best. Tampa, Florida. I am nine years old. I love Blasi Radio because you guys are funny and I love your video teaching the gospel. Thank you for what you do. My brother and I will be baptized next Sunday. I am so excited about it and I can participate in communion. I'm kind of excited to see what the wine tastes like. Glory! Oh. Pause that. That's that, that. That was the 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 most epic comment. Yeah, that was awesome. Isn't isn't uh? It would be really awesome to see what the ta- the wine tastes like. Yeah. Okay, so there's more you want me to keep. No, playing? no, no, no. Hang, hang on, hang on. Oh, let's, talk, let's talk. How amazing it is that we have listeners that are kids. Yes. That love us. Let me say this: we love you, appreciate you, thank you so much for listening. How great is it we have kids listening to our show? It's an amazing thing. Is there someone whistling in my ear right now? <laughs> What's <Yeah>. that noise? <laughs> speaking of speaking of kids, don't forget to have your kids send in letters to the pastor at glory at apologiaradio.com. Glory at apologiaradio.com. <laughs> glory at apologiaradio.com. That's the thing. I'm gonna yeah. set up an email just for joy and it's gonna be your mom at apologiaradio.com. Do that. Yeah, yeah. So how cool is that that kids are listening? I think it's amazing. Next we have another one that too. That is amazing. Uh, we have another one. Someone else called. It's awesome. Yes, I have a question on Mormonism. How do you tell a Mormon that the Bible is not actually corrupt? What proof do we have that the Bible is not corrupt? That yeah, there, you go. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> Please. <laughs> Next time that premiumbeat.com won't be there. Um, all it right. won't be in this one either. Oh, oh, okay. All right. So, all right. So let's answer that question. Um, how do you talk to a Mormon and let them know the Bible has not been corrupted? The first thing you have to do is start with the Word of God as the ultimate authority. Remember that. That's important. You can't um, say that God is the ultimate authority, that His Word is the ultimate authority, by verifying it through some other authority, because that other authority becomes the ultimate authority. So we can't say, well, God has the final word. He's the all-knowing, all-powerful God. He's the ultimate standard. And then go, well, let me verify that through this standard over here. That actually proves that what I'm saying is true about God. Well, the point is, is that would make that the ultimate standard. Um, It's just fallacious and philosophically inconsistent and biblically inconsistent. So let's start with the important thing to do when talking to a Mormon. You would go about a discussion here, maybe a little different with an atheist, but with a Mormon, remember that their basic presupposition is that we believe the Bible is is the Word of God insofar that it is correctly translated. That's part of their articles of faith. They say they believe the Bible is the Word of God. When they come to your door, they bring you a King James Bible. That's what they say is acceptable to them. Um, They still believe the Bible is corrupt and missing many plain and precious parts, but that demonstrates an inconsistency in their own system. The Bible says, answer a fool, uh, don't answer a fool according to to their folly, lest you be like unto them. And then it says, answer a fool, according to their folly, lest they be wise in their own conceit. This is where you answer the fool according to their folly. They say they believe the word of God. They say they believe in Jesus. They say that he's Lord. So what you want to do is press on that. Bring them to their basic presupposition. Ask the question, is Jesus Lord? They're going to say, yes. Can Jesus lie? The answer they'll give you is no. Then point them to Jesus where Jesus says in Matthew chapter 24, he says, heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will by no means pass away. The Bible says the grass withers, the flower fades, but the word of our God stands forever. Forever, O Lord, your word is firmly fixed in the heavens. The Bible says God is going to preserve his word. Ask the question to your Mormon friend, do you believe Jesus is Lord? Can he lie? They'll say yes and no, he can't. Well, Jesus says that he would preserve his word and it would never pass away. Who do I believe, Jesus or Joseph? Because if you say the Bible's been corrupted and God's word has been lost, then what you're really doing is saying that Jesus is a liar. That's really, really important. And we're going to come back in just a moment after this short commercial break, and we're going to talk more about how to talk through the issues surrounding uh, the transmission of the text of the Bible. That's Jerry. Do you have a nickname? We I never really we nailed never that made down. one because you're being so particular about it. I, I have a couple people call me Nostradamus. That's starting to. That is good. Nostradamus. Because of how hard he breathes yeah, in a microphone. Yeah. One time. Let's enjoy the girl. No, it was one time. Look at her face like what? King Ginger. It definitely was not one time either. Luke Pearson, the bear. 
and me, the Ninja, ApologiaRadio.com. Become all access, guys. Get all the content. Be right back. Hi, this is Waterboy with Apologia Radio. I want to ask for y'all good friends of ours to go on and click that button there and become my friends on the book face. Facebook backslash Apologia Radio. Become my friend on YouTube. That there uh, twerker. The twerker, I want to I talk to you on the twerking. And send me out a twerk. What? Wait, what? Twitter. Apologia Radio on Twitter. I also want to tell you we talk about apologetics and theology and we do with a lot of swing dancing and we make a delicious chicken gravy. Radio.com. What's up, y'all? This is Jeff Durbin with Apologia Radio at ApologiaRadio.com. Want to talk to you guys about an amazing connection that we have right now with Whitfield Theological Seminary. I want you to run over to Whitfield.edu, Whitfield.edu, W-H-I-T-E-F-I-E-L-D.edu. I want you to check out the programs they have. They have undergraduate programs at Whitfield College, and they also have Whitfield Theological Seminary for the graduate degree and above and beyond. I, I think you'll really be impressed with the rigorous nature of the classes, the consistent biblical worldview taught and adhered to. I want you to contact Whitfield Theological Seminary at whitfield.edu. Get a hold of our friend, Dr. Kenneth Talbot, and start your classes today. ApologiaRadio.com. singing on this episode it's because very tired all right y'all i'm tired so now let's talk about um the transmission of the text of the bible so the mormon says the bible has been corrupted it's missing many plain and precious parts they believe that because that's what joseph taught and uh we need to talk about it so it's important also one of their they have eight they have articles of faith and their eighth article of faith is that we believe the Bible to be the word of God insofar as it, as it is translated correctly. And that's one thing they'll bring up right away. Which sounds me- like fine print. Which means in practice what the Bible, um, anywhere it disagrees with Mormon theology, right. has been incorrectly translated. Now what they're really aiming at when they say the Bible's been translated incorrectly is they really mean to say, they should be saying, you should help them um, with their argument, they're really trying to say the Bible's been um, corrupted, not just translated incorrectly. Because um, you could say, well, if it's been translated uh, incorrectly, then just correctly translated. Right. Yeah. Learn the Greek and Hebrew language, read the texts. But um, uh, when it comes to the transmission of the text of the Bible, remember that Jesus says, Heaven and earth pass away. My words by no means pass away. Let's just do the New Testament itself. Uh, the New Testament documents, we have over 5,700 Greek manuscript pieces and copies of the New Testament texts. That's more um, than any other work of antiquity, and it dwarfs it by a mile. Um, over 5,700 Greek manuscript pieces and copies of the New Testament documents. Nothing comes close, not even kind of close to that in History, when you look at the transmitted texts of works of antiquity, over 5,700. And in fact, ours come closer to the time of the actual writing than anything else in history. Sometimes you'll have uh, the span of 500 to 1,100 years between the composition of a work of antiquity and the actual text we have extant today. Um, 
I'm amazed I can actually say all these words uh, right now. Um, but that, that's the space of time you usually have, and that's just, that's just the way things are because these texts go away. They turn to dust. They didn't have hard drives, flash drives. They didn't have these things. They turn to dust. They're written on papyrus, vellum, animal skins, those sorts of things. And so what happens is you've got a long space between the average time of a writing and the copy we have extant. The New Testament documents not only have the most of any work of antiquity, but we have the closest to the time of the actual writing. Uh, We have uh, P52, uh, the Rylands Fragment. Uh, the Gospel of John, a fragment from there, from about 125 A.D., um, John 18, I believe it is, uh, if my mind is working correctly right now, but we've also discovered in the last couple of years even more texts from the New Testament that date to the second and even possibly now the first century with a fragment of Mark mm. uh, that's being talked about in the Green Collection. So not only do we have the most, but ours come closer to the time of the actual writing. We also have um, early translations from the Greek text into other languages, over 19,000, depending on how you count them, early translations from the Greek into other languages like Latin, Ethiopian, and things like that. We also have the early church fathers and Christians quoting from the New Testament copiously in their writings, journals, sermons, diaries, those sorts of things. And so we have like twenty-five to 30,000 manuscript pieces and copies of the New Testament text. And when someone says it has been, hasn't been transmitted correctly, that's just crazy sauce. Of course, it absolutely has. We have so much. God has preserved his word. And even uh, people like Bart Ehrman, um, who is one of the most hostile textual mm-hmm. critics of the New Testament in the world today, even he has said that we have not lost the original, we can get back to the original based on the manuscript tradition. We can get through the text to see the original there. We have not lost it. Uh, The text is intact, and what we can do is go through the manuscript tradition to get back to the autographer. It It is in the manuscript tradition. We have the Word of God. Joseph is just simply a lying prophet. That's all there is to it. Jeff, wasn't there a recent discovery of within the first century it was probably one of the earliest ones ever. I think it might have been the Gospel of Mark. You well, that's know what, what I was talking just talking about? about. Yeah, that's yeah. what I was just talking about. So um, the Green Collection supposedly has Luke, right. and it supposedly has Mark. Um, here's the thing. I haven't seen a lot on uh, on the details. Supposedly, um, the, the, the information is just really compelling to a lot of scholars here, uh, textual uh, critical scholars. Uh, to have a first century manuscript uh, piece of Mark the dates around the time of the eyewitnesses of Jesus is just absolutely astonishing. Nothing in mm-hmm. history is like that. Um, I think the Luke is somewhere around 100 A.D. Um, and so, listen, nothing in history is like this. Just period. That's amazingly evidential of you, Jeff. Well, it's in a presuppositional framework. See, I can talk to Christians like this. See, I, I would not go about um, approaching the atheist in this way. What he about did, the Mormon? Would you approach the Mormon that way? Yeah, I would approach the Mormon with the basic presuppositions they hold that are biblical. Um, I would point to those presuppositions and show them the inconsistent ones. What I think would be an error is to try to use TAG, the transcendental argument for the existence of God, um, with the Mormon. Um, Why? Well, they're, they're, they're non-Trinitarian, so wouldn't the Trinitarian arguments that are transcendental, uh, wouldn't that be a, I mean, that's... Well, you can, but it's not isolated to just that. That's one aspect of the apologetic. But when you talk about um, arguing with the Mormon, if you follow the Proverbs argument, answering a fool according to their folly, you can point to the borrowed capital. So you do that with an atheist. You point to the borrowed capital and you show them the inconsistency. With the Mormon, you do the same thing. There are biblical presuppositions they hold to, and you need to point to those. And also, one of the, one of the Mormon's presuppositions is even though they have that view of the Bible as being, insofar as as translated correctly, they view it as authoritative. That's why they have the Scripture mastery cards, and that's when they make arguments for God the Father being, having a body of flesh and bone, that they'll use... Um, different scripture verses of where it talks about the hands of God, the feet of God, um, and they'll use that to try and prove that um, God is a man. The same goes when talking about work salvation. They'll take James out of context saying faith without work is dead. So initially we work off of that presupposition that they're, they, they're, by even them quoting you, James, they're assuming that the Bible is authority, has authority in that area. And that's where that's where a lot of times you can bring up the 
you can bring you can bring up the word of God and you and use Bible verses to go back and forth. Yeah, I would say uh, when talking to any cultist, it's answerable according to their folly. Um, they say they're standing on the word of God. Bring them to it. So, what do you do with the atheist? You you it's the antithesis, right? You bring in the word of God against their whole world and position. So it's the word of God. It's antithetical to their framework, and you bring the Word of God against their system. You push the antithesis against the Mormon as well. It's the Word of God against Joseph's revelation. It's the Word of God against Brigham's revelation. You stand on the Word of God, and you want to point to the borrowed capital that they have from the Word of God where they're being inconsistent. Show them where Joseph's words contradict Jesus' words. Show Mm -hmm. them where Brigham's words contradict Paul's words. That's that's presuppositional apologetics. And listen, fancy terminology, fine. Presuppositionalism, covenantal apologetics. Listen, this is simple as it's as simple as this. Honestly, honest. This is this is the apologetic. God's words a standard. Mm-hmm. That's it. When God speaks, He speaks truth. He cannot lie. He is the ultimate authority. You stand on His word. Philosophically speaking, that's the most. Um, cogent, consistent position, and biblically speaking, it's where you are obligated to stand. So, Did you just take like a couple shots of espresso or something? Because I don't know where that came from. I don't know either. So you guys can fill in now. I'm going to take a little nap under the table. (laughs) I don't think there's much more we can add to that, to be honest. So, um, I, mean, that's, I mean, that's important. I mean, when people say the Bible's been corrupted, they generally don't even know what they're talking about. They don't know the right, history. Right. They don't know this field. And that's just important. You need to point it out to somebody. Listen, and point out to the, to the atheist. Listen, you don't have any basis in, to begin with challenging the Word of God and the transmission of the text of the Bible. You don't have the tools by which to operate in this area. So you can't have those. We need to start there. Um, the Mormon does have basic tools borrowed from the Word of God that they have. Like, there's a sovereign God who carries the universe along. And, of course, they believe in many gods, but they believe in a Father God in heaven who actually sustains all things. So they can, in a sense, because of their borrowed capital, actually have a uniform universe because they believe in a God who carries it along. There's inconsistencies there. I understand this. You've got other questions that have to get multiplied concerning what about the other gods? What are they sovereign over? Is there going to be a conflict between God? and one person's sovereignty infringing on another's. But the basic presupposition is there. They believe in a God who carries the universe along. You can use that when talking to them. Like, for example, you can't really say to the Mormon, you don't have a basis for science because you, you believe in, in, a, in a chance universe where time and chance actually don't matter. That's not the Mormon worldview. That's the atheist worldview. So you have to talk to him in a different way. How you doing, Joy? Really tired. Oh, yeah? <laughs> but all that was really good. Okay, good. Uh, <laughs> you guys got to help me here because I'm if about to... If people listen to this while they're awake, I'm sure they'll appreciate it. Okay, yeah. good, good, good. <laughs> well, I'll just jump in, too. And um, when people when the when the, uh, the article of Faith One talks about the Bible being translated correctly, and you're talking about the transmission, and it's really good sometimes to explain that to them because there, there are Mormons who honestly do think that... You're de- Jeff's dancing at me, so <laughs> Jeff, that's great. I'm sorry, just um, completely lost his train No, no, I'm, I'm, I'm still there. I'm still there. I just, I just hit the pause button because Jeff was dancing. But um, no, when people think translation, they'll th- they think that it's okay. Well, there's people who translated the Bible in Latin and they translated it to Spanish, and then they retranslated that to Greek, and then they translated it to Italian, and then they translated it to French. And as those tr- as those translations went on. That's where. Uh-huh. That's where. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Congratulations. Uh-huh. <laughs> Matthew is nothing like it was before. I mistranslate your Bible, your English pig dog. You will orange. Beef. That means beef. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Are you? Were you done? No, oh, yeah, and so yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Jerry started to walk I away. We cannot no, guarantee that, up, so get the blood We cannot flowing. guarantee consistency of thought in this episode. Yeah. Believe me. No, and so it's good to explain that to them because that—that's what they think when they say translation. When they say well, the it Bible wasn't like a big right. game of telephone in right. the beginning of the you know the Bi- that's not how the Bible was uh, passed along. Right. That's right. Well said, Joy. It's well, yes, very good. She's <laughs> that's why we that's why we pay her. <laughs> The big bucks. <laughs> Don't we pay you? No. Okay. Uh, so uh, you need to know as a Christian. I'm like. <laughs> <laughs> you need to know as a Christian. God has preserved His word. He said He would do it. He did do it. Challenge it, and you're reduced to 
um, a mess, a complete mess, philosophically speaking, intellectually speaking. I mean, there's just a compelling um, study you can do in this area as a Christian to look at how God has faithfully preserved his word. Like, I mean, just the discovery of the Dead Sea Scrolls was just, it's, it's just mind-blowing mm. that God preserved this um, in, uh, in, in these caves for, you know, 2,000 years. They're in these caves, and this little shepherd boy in the late, ni- late 1940s named Muhammad is throwing rocks in a cave, and he comes upon all these pots with scrolls inside of them. And inside there is the book, is the scroll of Isaiah, incredible that predates Christ by 200 years. And the book of Isaiah is like got to be the most messianic book in the entire Old Testament. It's all about Jesus. And it's so detailed about Jesus and his ministry, his life. Everything's there. And that predates Christ by 200 years. Guys, there is nothing in the world like the Word of God. No doubt. We're going to take a little nap. Maybe get a an IV bag with some coffee. Ivy Connerly? Just Ivory. What do, what do you Ivory, call it? Ivory Connerly. Connerly. All right, guys. Apologiaradio.com is where you get us. Share an episode. Don't forget to call the Glory Line 90965. Glory. Glory. 909er. Glory. This is Jeff Durbin with Apologia Radio. Get us at ApologiaRadio.com. The profanation of marriage is gaining legs within our culture with the same-sex marriage debate. This is church, a gospel issue. We have to be salt. We must be light on this issue of same-sex marriage. This is Joy Tembe with Apologia Radio. I urge you guys to pray for the homosexual community. Then log on to realharmony.org to equip yourselves with the resources we've provided. This is the Ministry Bear. Here's the issue. The same-sex attracted community has a symbol that's universally recognized. It's an equal sign. You see it everywhere. Until now, the Christian community has not had a symbol that represents true, harmonious, biblical marriage. Go to realharmony.org and buy a sticker. They're three bucks a piece. Get your church to buy them by the truckloads. Help us redeem the culture. And let me reiterate, this is not a political issue only. This is a gospel issue. Realharmony.org. Black bears weigh between two and 500 pounds. Brown bears weigh between 300 and over 1,000 pounds. Black bears run away from you. Brown bears run at you. When attacked by a bear, simply lie still on the ground and cover your face and head with your hands. When the bear is finished batting you around and mauling you, Contact the U.S. Forest Service. And now, ladies and gentlemen, it's time for Pastor Luke Pearson in the Bears' Roar. Welcome to the Late Late Show with Apology Radio. Some At, of, after hours. <laughs> some of us are still awake. Joy's not. I think Marcus is sitting on the floor. I can't even see. Oh, there he is. Hi. Hi. Um, so there's been a a trend lately on Facebook, especially Twitter as well, that uh, of ignorant Christians. And I don't say that in a mean way. I mean that there's, I'm going to, I prepared a rant and I'm going to do my rant. I'm going to get off my soapbox and then I'm going to let you all discuss. Okay. Oh, there goes my there. Oh, oh my goodness. Well, while you're there, we go. I'm I'm about pull, to punt my punt my iPad. Well, while you're pulling that up real fast, uh, I don't know if you have it, Jer- Jerry. Yeah, Jerry, Jerry, um, that that part there. That this is the bear. Do do the voice. Move, do the movie movie guy voice. I'll try. I'm gonna let my voice a little gone. <clears throat> the bears roar. <laughs> oh yeah. It sounds even better. Yeah live than so he did that we were in his car my car in a parking lot with the ipad right like (laughs) right right around the initial launch of the show yeah Yeah. tell me things aren't getting better ignorant christians on (laughs) facebook in a facebook is that is that that post mill no no (laughs) it's just cool (laughs) okay okay so here we go at what point did the church in this culture forget how to think for ourselves at what point did we become so ignorant to the world around us that we left ourselves completely impotent to make a difference? 
You see it all over Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube, but social media is not to blame. It happened well before that. The internet has only exposed it. At some point during the last century, the church began to discourage any cultural involvement whatsoever. The results have been disastrous. As a church, we've kept all conversations to things only pertaining to matters within the four walls of our holy sanctuaries. Not only have we ignored or completely ignored all other things, we, we have also ostracized those who do. Meanwhile, the culture has gone to utter hell. We've done such an incredible job of separating ourselves from the culture that we've lost the ability to view it from a Christian worldview. We've locked up the cultural mandate behind the pulpit like Fort Knox. But what we should be doing is viewing the culture like John Knox. Oh, snap. If you do... Give me Scotland or I die. If you do have the chutzpah to address something outside the church, you're accused of blending churchianity with pop culture. If you post an article about pop, pop culture and ask Christians what they think about it, you're accused of being hacked for not sharing something interesting. If you dare to view a Disney film through a Christian worldview, you're accused of lacking discernment for endorsing a satanic organization. We're told we're wrong for teaching our children about the horrors of the ab abortion industry. But if we would engage the culture and put an end to abortion, we wouldn't have to be teaching our kids this. It's time to wake up, church. It's time we remember how to think outside of the church box. The, cult the culture has questions. We have the answer. But if we can't figure out how to filter cultural, dis cultural discussions through a biblical lens, we can't be effective. Ignoring the culture clearly doesn't work. Let's get back to the mentality of our Puritan forefathers, where thinking was encouraged for all things through a scriptural filter. Bear out. So, wow. so um, that would be a good place to stand for a moment. I think if you want to describe Apologia Church, Apologia Studios, Apologia Radio, our theology, we represent the New Puritanism. The New Puritanism. Puritan thought. Well, yeah. it's, Puritans are about reform theology. Yeah. It's not really new. Well, uh, the, we're, it's pure. The new Puritanism. That's the that's day the, the reboot. Yeah, the, it's it's Puritan, Puritanism 2.0. That's right. That <laughs> what did that's, I say the other day? The Puritan revelation or revelation revolution. Yeah. Second Puritan revolution starts now. Yeah, and and the, we're the Puritans try back. Yeah, we we represent the new Puritanism. Apology of Church theologically, we are reformed in our soteriology. We're covenantal. We believe um, in the kingdom of Christ as a present reality, that it is expanding across the world, and Jesus will have victory with his kingdom in history, not just at the end of history, but within history. So, the, and the Puritans obviously believe the law of God was relevant for culture. They believe that Jesus's, Jesus' lordship was over every single area of life. And so, Luke is exactly right. Um, the Christian church is called um, to not believe in a truncated gospel, but to bring the truth of Christ's lordship and the gospel into every single area of life. New Puritanism, y'all. Yeah, you all, it's like you always want to be giving your uh, theology iOS updates. It's like that, you know? You got the notifications. If you don't do those updates, you're going to start lagging behind. Mm. Oh, don't iOS updates include new information? Technically, that's where the analogy falls apart. <laughs> but I feel you. Way to get technical yeah, and pull I, the rug out from under me, I, Marcus. I think, what, I think what Luke is saying is, uh, hey, don't troll on Facebook. <laughs> Yes, I, I'm not even saying that. I'm, I'm like, if you're gonna troll, at least think for yourself. Be intelligent with your Be trolling. Be intelligent. Yes. Okay. Please, I'm begging. Got you. A lot of a lot of Christian trolls, both on them internets, in social media, and in on blog shows and things like yeah. that. Trolling. They see me trolling. I'm hating. <laughs> <laughs> Can we talk about trolling? Because I I just have an issue. Well, I thought we are. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That's right. We are. Yeah. Okay. No, you don't, you don't need an invite. You're okay. invited. All right. Welcome. Okay. Welcome. Back. So, there, there, there's a a, a, a blogger uh, who recently went on a rant against hipsters and Christians, and and in this rant he was against Christian liberties. Now he's very clear to say that Christian liberties are not sinful. However, his attitude towards Christian liberties were as if they were bad. 
And I, I think when we talk about Christian liberties, it's not a bad, liberties aren't bad. God has given us grace to enjoy things, right? Like we as grown men, we can enjoy video games. We can enjoy rightfully drinking all these things. They're gifts that God has given us. And so we need to be very careful in how we don't attack people who are enjoying their liberties. And so in this rant specifically, uh, there is anger towards uh, Christians who sit in their coffee houses and they read their logo software on their laptops it's or actually, whatever. It's actually Logos. Is it Logos? Yes. Mm-hmm. Apologia? Logos. Okay. All right. So, yeah. So, <laughs> right. So, Logos. Whatever, and he's and and he said with a giant Jesus juke, do you know about the martyrs who had to die so you could do enjoy those things? And I just want to say, yes, <laughs> like that's the point. They died so that we can enjoy those things, and we shouldn't get upset or mad when people that we have these gifts, we have the we have the ability now to work 40 hours a week and and play video games with our kids and and to enjoy going to a coffee house and to be entertained. That's a gift of the gospel now in this time. Yeah, I, I, speaking of, I mean, like, you're talking about, like, you know, like, making fun of something like that. Like, look, I understand that people who get obsessed with video games and they live in that world and they want to, to, to go out and conquer in Elder Scrolls and uh, become the emperor and, and it becomes an obsession and they lose their an family. Idol. It's an idol. And, of course, we understand that. So can so are potato chips and donuts and, and balls. coffee and cheese yeah. balls. My, and my pastor in Virginia probably one of the best expositors I know. And he's like a level 70 crazy warlock on Warcraft. That, and like, <laughs> That's awesome. he tells these stories of how he's witnessed to people and he's made friends with these people on Warcraft. And like a guy, I, I don't know exactly know the detail, but he came to Christ after somebody he knew committed suicide or something. Mm. And, 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 and he, he was the only one that uh, this guy knew he could talk to. So he gets up on, on World of Warcraft, contacts him and says, hey, I need to talk. And they talk for like hours into the night. Um, and, and he's still a great expositor. Right. I, <laughs> he's last, still a good pastor. I got home last night from ministry and I immediately walked in the house. I turned the TV on and uh, PlayStation on and I grabbed my little six-year-old and we sat down and had a great time for like, 45 minutes playing Star Wars Angry Birds. We had a blast. We were laughing together, just having a just a ball uh, together, like having a great time. Uh, but it was video games. Is that right. a sin? No. Is it a sin to play no. video well, games? And I, I and, go ahead. I just I also feel like the martyrs probably had their version of these things too. Like it's not like all they did was they were born and then they were martyred and then that was it. It's just that that's the recorded event of their life that we have but they did their version of video games they, you know they rolled wooden wheels with poles <laughs> they enjoyed time they with their birds, family they the real birds at rock <laughs> really. right right they hung out with their six-year-old yeah. you know like that landed on top of pigs yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh no here's the thing listen of course it is the progress of the gospel i'm not saying uh well, here, here's what i am saying i'm saying that that when martyrs have spilled their blood for the gospel salvation of people's souls the, we, don't we all grant it? Like the biblical worldview changes your life. The gospel changes your life. The spirit of God changes your life. Mm-hmm. We all grant that, right? Yes. So when the Christian worldview has so infiltrated culture and society that it blesses it and it's flourishing, like that's a good thing? Right. Like technology is a great thing? I, I just think that we should look at Christian liberties with joy and with, with, uh, with, with uh, gratefulness to God that we have these things and we have even more now than we did in the past, like we have air conditioning now, and we have heating. Which I'm not feeling at the moment. So we don't have to go outside and chop wood. We don't. We don't have to do that. No, don't have to. I would not, not want to have to chop so have, wood outside today. So we have time to play games now. Yeah. Other things can fill that. That could be built used for you know building up your family like you did Jeff with your kid and stuff. And so I just we t- we can't Jesus juke everything that we do. Mm-hmm like that yeah and um you know of course you recognize idolatry luke said idolatry like video games can become idolatry so can any alcohol i mean 
you you can have alcohol used in a godly way like Jesus did for goodness sakes um, or you can have people that abuse alcohol and end up seeing someone like me in a hospital <laughs> um, and that you know pills let's say let's just go ahead and say it praise God praise the Lord for opiates let that hang for a second like when you walking down the street and a guy runs off the road and plows into you and you find yourself at the hospital, guess what? Praise the Lord for opiates. And guess what? A curse on opiates. A curse on opiates when you're an idolater with opiates, right? And so it's a con- context, context, context. And, um, and I think that um, there's nothing wrong. I mean, listen, here's the thing too. I want to say this. Okay, I'm not a hipster. Scott Oliphant, remember when Scott Oliphant was on our show? And then, like, afterwards, he tweeted out, I was just doing a show with some hipsters. I'm like, dude, I'm not a hipster. Like, I hate Pabst beer. Hate Pabst. it. Pabst. I hate Pabst beer. Um, I don't think I dress in any way like a hipster. I don't wear skinny jeans and beanies beanie. yeah, yeah. and things like that. Um, so I'm not in support of the hipster thing. But you know what? Here's the thing. You know, there's a lot of guys that have country. Like, a, they have a country persona. Yeah. Like, you know, or they have, like, a hip-hop persona. So What? Like, it's the gospel that joins us together. Like, I mean, why are you dissing somebody's style? Yeah, the like, beauty of the gospel is there's different cultures yeah, styles come amidst and people. And so yeah. just you know, just because you're a Christian doesn't mean you have to dress like Steven Anderson so in a white shirt and tie. Think about that for a second. I escaped from an independent, fundamental, ba- separated Baptist church because what they were trying to push on me was not just the scriptures, but they were trying to make me cut my hair a certain way and wear a certain style of clothing. Now, I thought the gospel was bigger than cultural trappings. Right? Like, if, if somebody tells me that, look, to be a real Christian, you have to dress like me, listen to what I listen to, you know, act like me, like the things that I like. I'm like, well, that's, I, didn't, I don't see the Bible telling me that. Like, I mean, the Bible doesn't do that. The Bible can come into any culture and bring the same truth to any culture, and everybody's going to look different. The, Jesus isn't coming to a culture to make you look like an American, right? Mm. We don't bring the American dream to Africa. We bring the gospel to Africa. And guess what? Those people in Africa might worship in a different kind of building. They might smell different. They might eat different. They might dress different. But guess what? Gospel, brothers and sisters, they're saved. We don't come in and start trying to sell our style of music and dress to them. It's, it's missionary colonization, right? Like we want to go to Africa and turn them all into white American churches as opposed to going and preaching the gospel and turning them into African churches. Do we do that in Africa, what we're trying to do with the hipsters? No. You know what I'm saying? I don't, I don't think we do that, do we? We don't, we, don't go into, we don't go into Africa and say, all right, guys, here's Jesus, and now put on this style of clothing and do this with your hair. And First hipster sh- church of Uganda. Yeah, I mean, you know what I'm saying? No, no, one, no one does that, so why do it with the hipsters? It's not. It's inconsistent. Yeah, there's actually a Lecrae on one of his earlier albums. Well, let, let's do this. Oh. Save it. Okay, okay. Hold on. Hey, Jerry, save that. Don't forget it, because I, I know sometimes yeah. you forget. <laughs> no, that never happens. Who are you? Who am I? The name's Yukon Cornelius, the greatest prospector in the North. This is my land, and you know, it's rich with gold. Gold! Gold and silver! Silver and gold! Speaking of silver and gold, Marcus, your beard looks amazing. Your beard looks amazing. Are you using Yukon's beard by I am using Yukon's beard every single day. It's made of essential oils, and it helps me get rid of beard drift. And it smells great, too. We really want to thank our sponsors, Yukon's Beard, and we want to encourage all of our listeners to go to yukonsbeard.com, and you can order some of this amazing, magical, mystical beard oil that will change your life and your beard forever. So yukonsbeard.com, it'll change your life. Good day. I'm Adam. And I'm Zeb. And we host the Reformed and Reloaded podcast. Each week, we bring scripture to bear on the news, issues, and politics of the firearm culture in the United States. We talk about manly things like berettas, beards, and biblical theology. So join us as we shoot our way through the issues of the day. It's a real blast. See what I did there? Yeah, I saw it. That was pretty good. Come on. Oh, come on.
Is he sovereign? You should call him. Trust in Jesus, he can solve them. Be in my soapbox, yeah. Be in my soapbox, yeah. It's just me on my soapbox. I guess it's just me on my soapbox. There's a song you were, you had as your backtrack. Yeah, I was gonna pull us out with this, but it's okay. So, Jerry, you were saying something. Yeah, it was. Um, we were just talking just a moment ago about ver- trying to change someone's culture versus more focusing on the gospel and transforming their heart and having their heart change within the context of their culture. And when that was mentioned, what came to my attention was a lyric from or a paragraph from a Lecrae song. Uh, one of his albums called "Beautiful." When uh, in one of his albums, there's a song called "Beautiful Beautiful Feet," and uh, I'm going to read one of the parts of the song. What? You were, you were going so good, and then and then Sorry. Jeff did something. You lost your train of thought, and then it was just downhill from there. I'm I'm still here. It's I'm my still fault, here. Dude. We're late. It's okay. <laughs> All right. So this is the paragraph that Lecrae says in his song "Beautiful Feet" from one of his earlier earlier albums that came out a couple years ago, and it goes like and it says this. It says Eric used to be used to go to Bible study as a kid. He got older and started doing what the hood did. A rival gang caught him slipping, tried to take his life, but the gun jammed, so they beat him nice. <laughs> what? Hold on, can we talk about the fact that you are totally reading this like a white boy? <laughs> and then there was a I guy was named, say the same thing. A guy named Derek, <laughs> and he was in the hood, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm not black. I know. So. I'm just, I think it's hilarious. It's just, it's funny. It, we were all no, thinking it. I'm not laughing. I'm laughing with you. Good job. Okay. Good job, Jerry. Keep going. So let me go ahead and not read and not rap this. Dude, rap it, Jerry. <laughs> rap it. Come on now. Let's go, superstar. Do you really want me to try to rap I it? I do. No, okay. no, no, no. <laughs> but let me, well, I want, uh, whatever. Okay. Just, yeah, read it. So this is the important part. He says, he, woke, this, he said, woke up in a Bible. Woke up in a, <laughs> <laughs> I am so tired. He says he woke up in a hospital singing Bible songs. <laughs> Praise God he had a place to learn the Bible from. But then he gets saved and he wants to preach Christ, so they make him change his whole culture and way of life. He gotta go they, he gotta go get him a bachelor. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've heard parents read their kids Dr. Seuss better. Come on, Jerry. This is great. This is great stuff. He Wait. gotta go. <laughs> no, they See? gotta they gotta get him a bachelor's, wear a suit and tie, go to seminary, but then all of his, of his boys will die. Jesus came to invade culture out of Nazareth and used to and used a couple of fishermen who saw as he saw they saw as hazardous. The feet are beautiful if they'd only go. Ain't nobody in 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 the hood preaching how they will know. <laughs> I'm not even gonna finish this. Okay. Eric is better you Yeah, Eric is better used truths in this context will somebody please plant a church in this projects I'm so tired and I'm not I'm not a rapper in any shape or Eight. context no, it's good, but no one in the hood that was yeah. great Jerry thank you I, 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 I tried yeah that no, was good alright okay so um, uh, our opinion on on all that is uh, is I think very very clear right so <laughs> well James last week on Apologia TV wow uh uh, Dr. Wright was talking about how we're part of a like a really non-reflective society. We right. just say things without really thinking about them. Right. So if you're reading something, maybe you should reflect on what you're reading. And if you're reflecting on something that's non-reflective, then you just don't. You just stop reflecting on it. <laughs> that's some midnight deep thoughts. Wow. Midnight deep thoughts with Joy the Girl. So um, things are pretty awesome around here agreed yes pretty awesome yes. god is good got a brand new studio god has just blessed us with amazing things an amazing couch yes apology really comfortable apology studios has been able to put up some some pretty cool content on uh line we, our youtube channel has some new videos you can go check it out at youtube apology studios can you can I, see can i yeah. just thank everybody who's been sharing those videos yeah, yeah. please do thank you thank you for sharing those videos it's really cool to see, like, I've, we shared the video, Jeff, of you preaching the gospel, and it had an equal amount of likes to shares, and it was like over 300. So I had like 300 likes, 300 shares, 
And I've never seen that before. I've never seen that ratio on anything I've ever put up before. Me neither. And so just liking and sharing really helps Facebook spread it to all your friends as opposed to, uh, you know, they, they kind of cap how much people see it if it doesn't go viral. So you have to pay. But like when you really do that, when you like and share and comment all at the same time, it really makes things spread. And you guys, the Apologia fans, have been awesome. And that. the result, you need to know. Uh, the result is the gospel is being heard all around the world. That's the truth. Um, everywhere. We get emails from literally all over the planet. And it's amazing. It's amazing to get emails from Dubai. Um, it's amazing to get emails from Africa and have people there that are listening and they're growing in their faith. I mean, got an email from a guy somewhere in the Middle East that said he was in a place where there was heavy, heavy persecution of Christians uh, from the Muslims. And he says that he, this show has brought him through a lot of dark, 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 hard times. You know, that that's a res, as a result, ultimately, uh, through obviously, foundationally, the grace of God given to us and all the gifts that he gives to us to be able to do what we do. But when you participate with us in sharing the content that we come up with as a ministry, you help us. You help us get this content around the world, the defense of the Christian faith, the biblical gospel. You get to be a part of this with us. You really are joining with us. And to be honest, when you think about what we're doing right now with Apologia TV, the podcast, Apologia Academy, um, what makes all that possible is your participation. Your participation with us in your prayers, in your support that you give us all the time, your participation financially. Um, I mean, this show, this, listen, you need to know this. If for those of you guys that have given faithfully, thank you. Um, but for those of you guys that haven't ever given before and you listen to the show and it's blessing you, like, that's why this show exists. Because somebody at some point down the line gave financially. They participated with us. And you can do that. One of the ways you can do it right now is be a part of the ministry of Apologia Church. Get the gospel around the world with us by becoming All Access. Yep. What is All Access? All Access? Because we talk about it a lot. What right, is it? Right now, All Access is only five bucks, Marcus. It's five bucks. But what, what do you get? Like, what is the point of Apo Apologia All Access? You get the TV show, which is an hour and a half long. You get to get not just the half well, an the hour. the TV show's half hour long. Mm -hmm. And then there's an hour video after show. Yes. And you get on the couch. So like last week, we had Dr. James White, my hero of the faith, a friend, and um, he, we love him. He was with us. We did the show, the after show for an hour. We did also on the couch with Dr. White. Uh, this week, same thing, John Sampson, the show, after show that we did on the couch with John Sampson. Um, you get all that content, and uh, you're also going to get Apology Academy, and that's training. I mean, I'm also going to teach some for it as well, so we're going to do things on uh, the Kingdom of God, Eschatology I'll teach. Um, we're going to give you uh, books uh, that kind of are homework to go through so that as you're learning the subject, you're actually getting a full-orbed view of it. Um, and that's what we're going to do. So so for eight bucks a month, you're going to get a 30-minute TV show every week, an hour-long after show every week, a special, and that'll be a special podcast. So for eight bucks a month, you're going to get your own private iTunes RSS feed, you can plug it into whatever podcatcher you want, and you're going to get an ad all the additional content is going to be streamed to whatever pod podcast catcher you use. And then you're going to get, uh, you know, the TV show, the hour after show, the on the couch, Apology Academy, which is great. I mean, homeschool families, eight bucks a month, and you're going to get all this academic stuff sent to you for homeschooling or whatever and uh, the plan is to have like pdfs of like the notes and all kinds of stuff it's going to be awesome and, and the eight bucks donation or if you want to give more you can definitely give more um that goes towards the ministry of apologia church this this right now what you're listening to this is like our church's mm -hmm. ministry we view the call of the church to to be much 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 greater than simply than simply the ministry within the body of Christ, which, believe me, happens a lot. Marcus has been in the studio. He knows. I mean, the church is here, gathered here. We're doing ministry here and then and beyond. All the little kids coming around, That's right. playing with the microphones, That's right. making we, me nervous. We believe <laughs> that the, the, the church should be speaking into the world. And so this is the teaching arm and proclamation arm of Apologia Church. This is the way to get the voice of the church, this local church, into the world 
If you're benefiting from that, you can participate with us. Um, this is not to take away from your involvement in your local church um, or the authority of your elders, but this is you participating with us as part of the body of Christ universal. Now, for the people who have been listening faithfully for a long time and they're like, well, I got to pay to get Apologia right now? And the answer is uh, no. Uh, you're still going to get your episode a week and it's going to be on the same feed. It's going to be just like normal and you don't have to do anything. But if you want an extra episode of Apologia every week, if you want the TV show, if you want the after show, if you want the on the couch, if you want the all access, eight bucks a month. Apologia Academy. And apo- yes, an Apologia Academy. There's more. Wow, there's a lot. Yeah. Okay, yeah, so you get all that for eight bucks a month. And, you know, it's, I think it's a fantastic deal. It really is. And it's, it's going to get better. The, the, the more that we're here, the bigger that we grow, the more content we're going to be able to give you every month. And so that's our plan is that all access members are just going to get a lot of stuff to be taught the word, to be encouraged, to be entertained, sometimes maybe just entertainment. You're going to get it for eight bucks a month. That sounds good. Glory. Glory. I think um, I think Luke and I should fight, and we'll film it, and then put it on in front of the green screen. Yeah, that sounds good. <laughs> can we put like? like Don't go easy on me. Can Don't we, go easy. Can, <laughs> can we put like Jurassic World in the background or something? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like you want to punch a Velociraptor? Can we really do this? We're also do, we're also doing web series too. That's going to be free. So, all, yeah. the eight bucks a month helps get us how, allows us to put stuff up. Like the, can we talk about the web series? Let's of talk course. about the web series. Talk about so it. we have the red screen, which will be TV reviews, film reviews, from uh, a biblical perspective. From a biblical perspective. The red screen because we're applying the work of Christ to media. Uh huh. We have postbit.tv, which is I'm super excited about. It's going to be just video game stuff, and all this stuff is going online for free. Red door too, right? Uh, Red door ministry stuff. Yeah, we want to do an, an, an abortion podcast mm-hmm. eventually. And mm-hmm. so, as we grow, as our subscribers grow, and we have more abilities to do more things, these are all the stuff that we have planned. And th- that's just a little tiny preview of the stuff that we have. We have a lot more that we want to do that will come with time. And the, and the only way, let's just be straight with you guys, um, as our uh, the partners with us, the only way this happens is if you actually partner with us. That's how it happens. I mean, that, that really, it's a joint effort. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, it, that just needs to be said. It happens because you participate. So can I say this to you, for those of you guys who are listening, um, and you listen all the time, and the show blesses you, partner with us. Be- become um, uh, all-access member to participate with us in the work of the gospel in the world. That's all there is. Also, every once in a while, you're going to get a midnight episode. Like this. Where we just act a fool. Word. And try and to read rap. Where you hear a white man read a rap. I just, and, I, I just and my lot. boys in the hood, yo, because <laughs> I was in them streets. Dig it. I just I just learned a very important lesson. If I ever talk about Lecrae, another hip-hop song again, there's a couple things I'm going to do. Number one, I'm going to do it when I'm awake. And I'm probably just going to talk about the general context yeah. of what he's saying. Yeah. What he, you what he basically said. Summarize. No, I, yeah, that would have been better. I'm like, about... I would have either played the song yeah, or I would have I said something that, yeah, Lecrae was talking about this guy who, gets, who got shot and then he got saved and then he wanted to you know, go back and talk to his other you know, friends in the hood. It was great entertainment. And I, and, and I could have done that. And I could have done that. It would have made perfect sense. You but I just, the lesson. It's okay. <laughs> and what was worse is that when I was, I'm so tired right now, and I was trying to focus in on the lyrics, I, I wanted to see it better, but it got more blurry, and then I got confused. I was, <laughs> I was just confused. I was ready to rap from the from the rap kids in the hood. We were also I, all laughing really hard. That's right. I wasn't even laughing at Jerry. I was just laughing hysterically from tiredness. Maybe that can be a segment where I try and just like read hip hop. Hip hop or something. Boy, that, that kid's got bars. He's got bars. That's what kids say. I'm, they call him bars. I'm sorry, Miss <laughs> Jackson, but I am for real. Sorry, Miss Jackson. Oh, I, ne- I, I never for meant real. I never meant to. Never make, meant. I to think it's time cry. for people to go to bed. <laughs> to yeah. make I apologize. Your daughter cry. I apologize. <laughs> 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 All right, guys. Apology at radio.com. That's where you get us. I'm going to bed.
Hi, this is Jeff Durbin with Apologia Radio. You can get us at ApologiaRadio.com. I'm also the pastor at Apologia Church in Tempe. You can get us at ApologiaChurch.com. want to invite you guys to join us for worship, the Word, and fellowship on Sundays at 4 p.m. And that's Joy Tempe. Hey there. We are a family-integrated church, so we invite you to bring your whole family to worship with us. This is Luke Pearson, the ministry bear, also discipleship pastor at Apologia Church. Like Jeff mentioned, we are now meeting at a new location and time, 4 p.m. on Sunday afternoons at Arizona Community Church. That's 9325 South Rural Road and Tempe. We're meeting in the Community Center, and that is between Warner and Ray off of Rural. Again, you can reach us on them internets at ApologiaChurch.com. Delicious beards are encouraged but not required. <laughs> Glory!